Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Um, in today's episode, join with Katie, and, and Katie has Crohn's. So it's going to be really awesome to, to talk about Katie's journey and everything. It's going to be a really cool conversation. So, Katie, hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> how 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 are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm doing really really well. Very good indeed. Great, great. Um, so. <laughs> Would you mind introducing yourself? Yes, my name is Katie. Um, I am the owner of Katie's Life Kitchen, uh, which is a bespoke uh, meal box company that specialises in providing tailored specific meals for people that suffer with IBD. Um, And I am a Crohn's warrior myself. Uh, I've had Crohn's for about 10 years now. So my nutritional journey is... Yeah, pretty extensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're quite used to it all then. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so w- within your kind of like Katie's life ch- kitchen, has that been going? How, how, how long have you been doing that for? So KLK launched just over a year ago. Um. I was basically in corporate for about eight years in the city and I got to a point where my Crohn's was so bad and the nutritional support was massively lacking from the NHS. Don't get me wrong, the NHS are absolutely amazing and they've done great things for me. But it got to a point where I really wanted the gap between people to have that really bespoke meal plan whereby individual trigger foods are removed because everyone's trigger foods are different right um and to give them just the opportunity to remove that dietary stress from their lives because the thing is with Crohn's is that there's so many external factors that can trigger you into a flare-up It's not just about diet. It's not just about what you eat. It's about things that are happening in your life. You know, you might not be getting enough sleep. You might have family situations. You might have friendships situations. And just removing the stress of having to worry about what you're actually consuming. Um, After speaking to a lot of people that also suffer with IBD and my gastroenterologist, it just became really apparent that that was yeah something that could really help the IBD community so yeah it's been it's been super busy it's been amazing and it's so fulfilling when I can genuinely help people um basically not go through the same journey I went through when it when it comes to to diet so yeah it's it's been uh it's been great yeah it sounds it sounds really great oh thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, I think it's re- I think it's a really good idea because, like, as you say, um, everyone's different. Like, um, mm. like, like, um, there's no I don't think there's no unhealthy and healthy foods when it comes to IBD because people can't mm. can eat what you can really, um, mm. and it, it, it is hard. Um, but mm. yeah, yeah, it, it's good though. Like you say, it's good if you if you help one person like like um. A, a, if you help people with, along with it and and with their kind of plan and what they want to do, that, that's really awesome. 
yeah exactly and you know I work really closely with all my customers if something happens to trigger them that particular ingredient is eliminated and it's just a process of elimination because a lot of people don't realize or they don't know what their trigger foods are so it's just going through that process with them and ultimately allowing them to to get their quality of life back so it's it's yeah it's super fulfilling and um i know ibd and crohn's is really a tough disease to manage but i kind of think that it's like a godsend for me because if i hadn't have been diagnosed with it then i wouldn't be helping anyone so yeah it's a bit of a catch up too (laughs) yeah like if you if you didn't have crimes you wouldn't you wouldn't be doing what you're doing now so um no exactly so yeah it's it's not great but it's also been a bit of a godsend yeah it is and like i i completely agree and like i guess on the same boat over here right if i didn't have crohn's i wouldn't be done we didn't we probably wouldn't be talking right now so exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah. amen <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like there are very much a lot of challenges that come along with it um but it's that's why like you say like the friendships you make and like the people you meet I think that that is the best part of having Crohn's, I think. A hundred percent, because a lot of, you know, people that don't have Crohn's or colitis, they don't understand just how much it impacts your life on a daily basis. Um, And it's not until you meet these other incredible, amazing people that have the disease that really get you and they really understand you and sympathize with you because it it can be so frustrating. I mean, when I was first diagnosed, it wasn't really that popular at all. Like no one knew what it was. No one knew anything about it. You know, they didn't have any of the biologics that are around today. They just really had steroids to treat it. And, you know, well, you know what steroids do to you. Yeah. so it was it was really tough um but hey we're here today to talk about our stories which other people find inspiring and it helps them so that's the main thing yeah that that is the main thing where you can just sit and talk about something with like um who understand it's better isn't it um it's, it's harder to speak about to, to people that maybe don't have it themselves or um, but yeah. at, at the same time, it's good to speak to them if they want to know about it and if they want to learn about it, because that's how, I guess, awareness works. Exactly, exactly. And I try and um, contact people and get their story up on my website and up on social media to, again, inspire and support those that might be feeling lost and lonely and all the other emotions that you get when you're not feeling very well with Crohn's and colitis so um and a lot of people you know message me all the time saying thank you so much for sharing because I know um uh, Crohn's and colitis UK do a lot of that and I, I do genuinely believe that it, it really helps the community um come together and support each other and um it's so beautiful so beautiful yeah. 
the Ukraine and Collage UK do share quite a lot of stories, don't they? And I think um, not just in the UK, all across the world. So it is it it, it, it is good that that, that there's those kind of platforms and and the one and yours as well who who want to share people's stories because um, I guess I think that's where it all starts. Maybe for some people when they get diagnosed that they that they share their story like that and then it gets easier for them maybe to talk about maybe like this or or just publicly a bit more 100 percent, yeah because it's it's been, always been a bit of a taboo so it's just really nice that people are feeling more open and confident to talk about their journey it's um yeah it's really nice yeah yeah because i was diagnosed six probably six years ago this year will be um okay. um and I, I i i was the same like i i i didn't know anyone who before never heard of it mm. before for the first time i've ever heard of it and mm. um it was only probably till 2020 where i i discovered probably a, a lot of people that had Crohn's as well and in the rbd mm. community which was it which was quite good and i think when you see that when you see lots of people sharing their stories it kind of makes you feel a bit more comfortable I agree. I definitely agree. Yeah. And then those people can reach out to, you know, the people that are talking about their stories and build more new connections and everyone's so friendly and welcoming. And it's just, I really think social media has provided a platform for people who are struggling to, you know, make those connections and, and feel, you know, a lot more supported rather than, you know, attempting to reach out to their gastro all the time and not having much success. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that can be a bit crazy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like um, like how 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 was like the um pandemic for you? Like 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 the lockdowns and everything. Like how does that kind of affect you? Yeah, lockdown. Um. Lockdown actually gave me a bit of time to stop being so busy and to kind of just focus on where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do and ultimately build KLK to the point that it's at now. So it actually gave me that's the time that I needed to really drill down and focus on uh, on you know what direction I wanted to go in in life so again it was a bit of a godsend um and my Crohn's at that point it was up and down it wasn't really bad um I'd started on the biologic that I'm on now probably six months to a year before the first lockdown so that didn't stop. I was still going into hospital and having that, which was good. Um, so yeah, in terms of my Crohn's, it 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 didn't have a negative effect on my Crohn's at all. And yeah, it gave me it gave me that time to just really think and plan instead of running around like a headless chicken twenty four seven. So yeah, it was it was good. It was good. I would never look at it as a negative thing yeah yeah what about you um well you started your podcast right <laughs> yeah yeah like i didn't know what it was though well when i i i, I, 
because at that time, I think a lot of people were listening to podcasts and like, um, even other people starting their own. And then I looked at it and I said, what it is? And then mm. at first, I didn't have, I didn't, didn't know how to have guests on it or anything like that. So I just spoke to myself for the first, first few times. Um, <laughs> um, I, I spoke to myself, like sharing my story and then I got bored. <laughs> <laughs> I got bored of speaking myself and I think I, I don't know if people want to just listen to me speak um, on my own <laughs> um, I then, love that and then I decide hang on a minute people will probably like see me speak to other people and then I like I decided to do that and um, it's kind of like the logos change a few times mm-hmm. um, um, and and all different things like and stuff so that kind of it wasn't a bad thing but it wasn't the best as well because um like um like i did i i lockdown was good but as well it had this i had its moments like like i'd like like for most of us where like i was thinking is this ever gonna end is lockdown gonna be how long how, how long is it gonna be um any longer but i thought because I thought that that was the best opportunity for people like maybe who are vulnerable and got low immune systems and take um, dr- drugs that make our systems low. I think that was the best point to go out actually, um, mm. uh, uh, because everyone would have been locked in, um, mm. and it would have been it would have been a good idea. Um, and um, but yeah, um, I think um, I think it was good though. I, I, I did like it because we start. Like as we say, we all have more time to do different things. Um, so, exactly. so we we did, and like um, we it, it, it was good to connect to different people during that time, and um, still now. So it, it it did it did have some good times. I agree. I agree. Yeah, a bit of a catch twenty two, but I think ultimately, it um it just grounded a lot of people. So, and also it really helped with just feeling grateful for who you have around you and what you have and yeah it was a real eye-opener for for me anyway yeah yeah it, it, it like maybe catch up on some netflix shows or <laughs> or stuff on the telly <laughs> if you want we'll go with that <laughs> or yeah, just I guess be lazy a little bit. Yeah, and just just relax. Exactly. Just have some me time. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. And but that that was the time where a lot of new things started happening. Um for a lot of, like I, I I got like especially I imagine a lot of people getting diagnosed during that time period, during the lockdowns, which like um must have been difficult because like probably put on the waiting list because of covid um in the hospitals so like i imagine that like i i think i am quite grateful that that was all good like i was i I was having um injections at home so like for my crone so which are still now so i was quite grateful that i wouldn't be having to be like diagnosed with anything or no, no thing went wrong within crone so i think it, it worked out well in a way. Okay, you on the uh, Humira injection? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. How's that going for you? Yeah, it's going, 
it's going it's going okay it's yeah good okay. good yeah. but yeah i think uh crimes and crisis uh uk actually released some information about how many people are getting diagnosed now and it's crazy like it's the numbers are insane i mean it's gone from like hardly hearing about crohn's and what it is to this to this condition that's you know affecting so many people it's um yeah when they released the data i was shocked so i was like wow i think it's like one in ten or something crazy like that it's it's crazy isn't it like how many more people are like struggling to get diagnosed as well because it, it is it is it, it, it's hard isn't it to get diagnosed um i think because it's um, really difficult it took them about three years to diagnose me it? it was long yeah yeah it's it, it it must be really annoying having to wait that long it took me about not that long about three months really yeah um but yeah i was nearly I nearly, I was nearly gonna have surgery though, um, because they were saying it. What I was, they were, they were gonna wait for me like another month when I was in extremely amount of pain, mm. uh, um, and um, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't great. Like I, I had a kind of lost a piece to get diagnosed, um, mm. and it took like although that it, it felt also a long time because I had a lot, I lost a lot of weight beforehand and um mm. a lot of like pain like mm. um and yeah it, it wasn't um not as long as some people but it felt longer than it was it's crazy right yeah they couldn't pick mine up through colonoscopy because mine's too high up so they could only pick it up through mri but it had to get to a point where all of my stretches were so bad that they could actually identify where the scar tissue was. And um, I was actually due to go for a double balloon procedure where they basically do a colonoscopy and an endoscopy at the same time. And you, yeah, and they put you to sleep and they uh, meet in the middle. But where my bowel was so damaged that they picked, they, luckily they picked it up on the MRI and they pulled me out of the, procedure because it I, they would have just perforated my bowel and it would have been horrendous so um yeah that they could only diagnose me through um mri because none of the cameras could actually get to to any of my stretches so that it just took so long um and i don't know about you but they were you know it was almost like they were tr they were trying to diagnose me with everything but crohn's it was like your pancreas is failing, <laughs> your liver's failing, your kidneys are failing, you know, and it was, you've got gallstones, you need to have operation, like, no, no, yeah, scan me again, you know, and um, not a lot of people ha can say no, and I'm so lucky and grateful that I said no to all of these different operations that they wanted to put me through, because I would have just been like a patchwork quill and they, and I wouldn't have got anywhere. So it's people should know that they need to be persistent 
when it comes to their diagnosis and just to not give up because once you once you've got that diagnosis it's like a huge weight off your shoulders right I know people probably think it's the other way around and they're like oh no you've got Crohn's it must have been really difficult to get that diagnosis but in all honesty when my IBD nurse told me I was like wow thank you just start treating me yeah and uh yeah so that's when I did my degree in nutrition and I thought I'm I'm getting I'm helping people because this is just awful yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so you know what it's so it's good because like sometimes like it's it is really annoying like I I think I like when I lost a lot of my weight I did it took so long for to, to people to listen to me um mm. and um actually i had uh, um i still have it i have a, 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 a fistula um and um what happened was i didn't know what it was at this point so i mm. I, I went to like a doctor's surgery and then mm. like for them to look at it what it was what it was like mm. uh, because to me i i i, I didn't know at this point i wasn't diagnosed with anything um mm. and i think this was even before i i, I was having pain because uh, it, like uh, in photos, I could just tell that like the difference that I looked and everything, um, mm. and it was normally rest other people just noticing other things, um, mm. and what the the doctor um, said um, that they did she didn't look because she won't she said oh, I wasn't comfortable but really I don't think she was comfortable with doing that, and then mm. later on maybe like a week or two later I saw my consultant he he did it. And he, he said it was what it was. And then uh, I think waiting that long probably made it a little bit extra worse. Even if it was two weeks, t two weeks was mm. pretty bad for it. And then eventually um, I was diagnosed. But it's just annoying because, like like you say, you've got to, I guess you've got to go over your gut sometimes to see what, what, what you think. 100%. But, you know, they've got they've improved the system so much since we were diagnosed it's a lot easier for people to get that diagnosis now and to get treated and to get the support. And I think that's just amazing. So yeah, it's made it a lot easier, which is good. Very good. Yeah. It's, it's good because it's good that it, like, like you say, it's much easier now. It's good. It is good though, because um, it's it, like, Back in our back in our day, <laughs> um, it it was it, like you say, much harder to do get diagnosed. <laughs> it was yes, it was, and it, and also once you had that diagnosis, it was kind of like, okay, off you go then, bye. <laughs> yeah, that's that, exactly it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get handed a leaflet saying, um, here you go, you you got Crohn's, uh, and I and I. I, I I was saying that I was taking to the diet room or something like that um, after I had everything. And then I knew, if, the funny story is, I, I was awake when I had my colonoscopy and endoscopy. I had them one after the other. Mm. Um, and um, because I didn't want to go back again, I, I didn't want to, I just want to do it all one go, get everything done with. Um, yeah. And then while the hell I'm having it done, I heard consultant, I was sedated, but I can still hear. Um, yeah. Um, they that they said that I had um I heard them say you, you Mason you've got Crohn's, um and I analysed that and I was thinking well, what what's Crohn's 
oh yeah, I must have that. But whatever that is that I do, and I come out says, "Mum, I've got Crohn's," and then she says, "What's Crohn's?" I say, "I don't know. I've got Crohn's." <laughs> um, and then Google it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then um, the consultant comes out saying, "You've got Crohn's." And I said, what's that? Is, is that a bug? Is, is that like an illness bug or something? Because I, I, I didn't know anything. So I, I literally think that. And mm-hmm. they said, no, no, it's, it's, a, it's a disease. Mm-hmm. It's a disease. And then um, all I was thinking once I got out that I wanted to eat something. So I, I got toast. Um, <laughs> um, I treasured that toast. But I, don't, I don't know if I do the toast very long anymore. I think they stopped it. Um, but um, No, I think it's a biscuit now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, I'd much rather have toast than a than a biscuit, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> they cut the budget. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, yeah. There's nice jam toast. I don't know if that. I'm not even sure they put jam on it. They might have just done butter. Dry, dry toast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, that was happened when we were diagnosed. Like you get taken, you get given a leaflet saying, "Here you go, you got Crohn's, and you go in there." <laughs> this is it. Yeah, yeah. Um, they actually—I don't know how they monitor yours, but I have to go for an MRI every couple of months, and I have to swallow that camera capsule. Have you had that before? No, no. I've heard of it though. Yeah, so I have to do that, and it basically just scans your about for eight or nine hours to see what's going on um and that's how they monitor me um what about you how do they monitor yours or do you literally just do it on a symptom basis um yeah so like when i'm not doing too good i'll ring um which hasn't been for a little while like i've had an mri for um and um i'm not sure if i did i might have swallowed something but i can't remember because it was a little while ago um but i i i i I did have an mri and um they said i was pretty good i asked for music um well i think they gave me music and i uh i played it um and then it was done quite quickly but but yeah, um, I, I sometimes I I do go to hospital for like blood tests every so often, um, just to keep a check keep a check of things. But um, well, yeah. we have to for the about that because then at least they're constantly monitoring us. Yeah. So I feel a bit better about that. I don't mind that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at least you can take your biologic at home. Um, I was actually allergic to Humira, so that was not great but um yeah the i get a lot of um i get a lot of dms actually asking about my biologic about vedo and people are worrying that it's not giving them instant results um it took 10 months to work on me so don't if you've got listeners that have just started on vedo and are worrying don't worry it can take quite a while to start working mm. and you just got to be persistent so i don't know about you if humira worked straight away on you but um yeah it's not an and it can be not an instant fix yeah that makes sense. 
Yeah, it does take time. It, it does take a bit of time because there has been instances where maybe like my my, my crimes levels have maybe been out of range. Um, sometimes. Mm. Um, and I, before this, I I wasn't on vision. I was on infliximab for a year. Mm. Um, and I got and then I had a reaction to it and like with antibodies and everything. So mm-hmm. I I had to be taken off it. But um, but yeah, like. Like I guess with you want it to work as soon as possible, but it will take time, like you say. Um, it's not always going to be like happen really fast. No, exactly. And if you think about it logically, we've got so much inflammation in our bodies; it's never going to reduce that at a rapid rate. So, you know, it, it does take time. And yeah, I just want people to not worry so much about that because that's just additional stress right so yeah yeah Yeah, it did take quite a while to work on me yeah yeah I think it is I think you do worry if say something you're on stops working um that 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 does cause like stress and Mm. a lot of worry um Mm. like like if something for me stops working um I, I wouldn't be happy but um but um like with Himira I was advised to actually go on that first, um, and uh, and then I I said I, I don't want to go on it first. I wanted, but because it was shortly after my diagnosis, I want to be in hospital, like mm. and be observed by people, um, so I'm okay. And and then, and then that stopped working. And I'm on here now. So, um, mm. but that's that's been working for a little while. Good. Would you say you're in remission? Uh, kind of. Um, I I. I guess I'm not in like a painful remission, but sometimes if 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 the levels are at hand, I still class that as remission because like if inflammation is high, perhaps. But um, mm. I would say I'm not in a, like a painful kind of way. Mm. What about yes. you? What about you? Yeah, yeah, I'd say I'm in remission. Yeah, I um, I'm basically doing a ultra challenge in May whereby I've got to run a hundred kilometers in two days for Crohn's and colitis. So I'm raising money for Crohn's and colitis and um, training's pretty intense. Not gonna lie. I used to be a bodybuilder and I used to compete in bodybuilding and now I'm doing rinse and it's like a whole new ball game. <laughs> and sometimes my Crohn's hates me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that's just from like a recovery perspective. So yeah, it's um it's it has its ups and downs at the moment, but I, like it's just from a recovery perspective, it's not it's from like an internal body stress rather than kicking up because you know it's a Crohn's flare. So yeah, I'd say I'd say so. Yeah, I'm in a good place. I have been for a long time, which is awesome yeah that's great that's great like i hope may goes all right like, like oh, that, thank that, you. yeah um just to let me know how it goes like, i oh, will yeah yeah because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um yeah it, it's good like to raise awareness and like different things within Crohn's, like Crohn's and colitis uk and everything so yeah best of luck definitely thank you i, I really appreciate that yeah because um, last year I, I I did something for a charity called Rare Diseases, 
because um, oh, um and what I did was was I um I jumped out of plane into skydive last year. <gasps> um, I've always wanted to do one of those. Yeah. What was it yeah. like? Yeah, it was great. I, like um, like like within someone that has Crohn's as well. Um, a lot of people may think people can't do it because you've got Crohn's and, and stuff like that, but you can, and it 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 was really fun. I really enjoyed it. That's awesome. I'm very, very, very happy for you. I've always wanted to do one. I just, I will do one. I just need to build some guts. Yeah. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> yeah, definitely got to build some guts. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I was, I was first out the plane. I was. Um, I was first out, um, and then my person who, um, my tandem guy, um, said, oh, are you ready? Are you ready to go, Mason? I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, yeah. like, I didn't look down. So when I'm dangling down the edge, like, off the plane, because you've got to be in a certain position. So it's almost like you're Superman for a little bit, because you got, you got like that, and then, you're, you don't, he said you got to look up and you've got to stay, your head's got to be on his chest for a little while um, and you can't really move. Um, and then, wow. and yeah, I didn't look down because if I look down while I'm dangling, I'm going to be more petrified than I am. <laughs> and then... You're um, not helping. You're not helping yeah. me want to do one. <laughs> no, no. But the best part of it is um, is um, the free fall. The free fall is the best part. Because you go mm. so fast, and um, but I, I when I did it, I was probably just, I was first out and probably second from last down, so I had a nice mm. detour. Um, because as you can imagine, your heart will probably beat so fast. Um, depending mm. how anxious you are, I guess. But for everyone, mm. I would have thought. Um, but but yeah, it, it's good fun, and if 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 you get it recorded, it's really cool because whoever's recording you, it's like they're they're just in front of you, like they're stopped in midair. And like, like, um, they just take pictures of you, recording you, and everything. Your face doing some really funky things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, did your belly drop? Um, yeah, it did. Yeah, like, like, yeah. it didn't feel that cold, really, in the air. Um, like, really. Um, okay. Um, but I, I, when I was down, I, I was, I was, I was tired. Like because the thing is, when you've done it, you will feel really hungry, as well. Yeah. Um. Depending whatever time you've done it, say so I did it. I I did it in the morning, and I was, I was starving, and I was really tired. I was really tired, and this is from my this was for my birthday as well. So <laughs> this this was day before, <laughs> um, day before my birthday, and I'm 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 so tired. I needed to sleep. I was knackered. <laughs> I I needed energy, but. It, 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 it's really good fun but what but what what i did before was a couple of years ago i did do like an indoor skydive um as well um which is a little bit different but it's, a, it's like a similar concept to maybe how you're going in the air what position you need to be in and everything yeah so you were a little bit mentally prepared for what was to come yeah um yeah. <laughs> it was it was um and then before you taken into like a briefing room um, which they tell you what to do. Um, say they they say it's not like a roller coaster. 
Um, it doesn't feel anything like a roller coaster. Um, but um, but yeah, you just get prepared and told what you're doing. Um, and yeah, it's um, it's really good fun. I'm getting nervous thinking about it. And if you needed to um, improve your appetite, just jump out of a plane. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the I funny that. things that they said, one of the funny things that they said, um, well, it might not have been funny to everyone, but um, they said, if our plane crashes, we'll be all right. We'll be jumping out. <laughs> yeah. That will calm your nerves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it was pretty cool because when you're in the plane, you can't hear a thing. Like, you, you, if people try to speak to you, like when I was people try to speak to me, I would just say, "Yep, yep, yep." Like, um, like a, a couple people I know I went with, like they were saying sp speaking to me, and and uh, and people asked me if I was nervous. I was like, "No, I'm not nervous. I'm ready to go." And then <laughs> it, the thing is, if you watch other people do it, it'd be like you mm -hmm. go zoop. Like really fast, like mm. it, it doesn't feel it really. It doesn't feel like you're going as fast as you are, but like telling people, you go and then and then, and then, then you're down. Um, mm. But good view though, good view. Oh, I bet, I bet it was magical. I can imagine. That's another reason why I definitely want to do one. Yeah, have you always wanted to do one? One day, I'll send you the pictures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's good fun. It's good fun. Yeah, I saw an um. I got an email newsletter from Crohn's and Colitis saying that they're doing one, and you can raise money for charity. And I was so tempted. It's like later on in the year, so tempted to do it. So I might do that. I yeah. might do another fundraiser. Go on, yeah. <laughs> Following your footsteps. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very good. You will enjoy it um, if you like all that kind of stuff. But I guess you'll find out, won't you? <laughs> I will. I will indeed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, is there anything that you try and avoid with, with, with foods and, and, and anything for your crimes? So my main triggers are alcohol. Um, I've actually, when I was diagnosed with Crohn's, I was diagnosed with celiac disease as well. So I can't eat gluten. I'm allergic to wheat, barley and rice. So I avoid any food groups with those ingredients in. Or, I mean, there's so many alternatives out there. Again, when I was diagnosed, like no one knew what celiac disease was. None of the supermarkets had anything gluten-free. It was just non-existent. So it's been really cool that they've started to stock all this new stuff that we can eat. So um, another reason why all my meals are gluten-free and dairy-free, because dairy uh, is one of my trigger foods for my friends. And I know from my customers that pretty much all of them that have Crohn's ask me to uh, eliminate dairy. So dairy is eliminated for those customers that have Crohn's and it was like an ongoing trend. So yeah, um, triggers for me, yeah, alcohol, gluten, um, some fruit really triggers me just because of the, how acidic they are, like apples, can't do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think 
from eliminating my trigger foods and allowing my bowel to heal internally, I have actually been able to then introduce a lot of those trigger foods back into my diet and I've been fine. So it's been like a really long process of eliminating foods, introducing them back in, taking them out. But now I'm in a really good place where I've been able to heal, heal my bowel from the inside, put myself on a liquid diet. If things get that bad, give my bowel a break. I went through all of that for quite a few years. Yeah. And it, it's, it has all been worth it because yeah i feel great now and i can do anything i want to do i'm very very grateful for the position that i'm in so it's all been worth it yeah yeah that 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 that's really good that you kind of analyze things and uh, uh, eliminate some kind of things that you can't have um mm. which it, it's good to identify really hundred percent yeah and i can even have a cheeky drink every now and then so yeah, yeah. that's good <laughs> celebrate yeah. yeah celebrate life yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You, you gotta celebrate it okay oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> like um yeah it's definitely about balance so it's nice it's good yeah, yeah like um i i i would have that every night so maybe every so often like there's an occasion to to have that um like a like a cheeky drink or or, or something um but mm. within food like i um i love spicy food before i was diagnosed with crohn's um it was, it was, it was one of my favorites um I, but now that that's one of my triggers so i yeah I, I, yeah I, I, <laughs> I have to, um, I still have it now and then, maybe a bit mild, like a certain food, maybe I like, maybe a bit milder, um, not as spicy as before. Um, yeah. I can't have, um, well, I can't have caffeine, so I'll have things that, um, which, like, I think more so now, maybe some places supply um, things that aren't, haven't got caffeine, but it's it's rare. Um mm. And it, it would be nice to see like like restaurants or, or stuff like that just have them like mm -hmm. like like I say if you had a you had a coke or something or um a coffee like uh, or any sort of drink but uh, that doesn't have caffeine because caffeine mm -hmm. it affects me I know it affects some people with IBD too. It does and spicy foods as well. It mm -hmm. most certainly does. Yeah, they're probably the top ones that I get. From my customers as well so yes it's yeah. they're very popular very triggering yeah like because what i used to do every so often um i would have a gaming kind of night and um mm. i would um so get a kebab and i i, I love putting on spicy like the, the chili sauce all over it and i like the feeling of just having a drink every <laughs> every few seconds and then, <laughs> and then people be like, well, "Are you mad?" Like, no, <laughs> not very nice in the morning, though. Um, the after effects, but <laughs> um, but now I can't do that. Like, if I did, I would just dip it at yeah. the most. Um, 
but compromise you've compromised yeah it's <laughs> compromise like um but but yeah it's, it's not the best um mm. it's not the best of things that can be not nice for us like um but if you don't like spicy foods anyway uh, it's a win-win <laughs> win-win for those people yeah. exactly yeah. i agree yeah um but i don't i don't miss it also that much because um there's so much other foods out there <laughs> Well, yeah, and it's not even that, but you get to a point where you just think it's just not worth it. Right. It doesn't even appeal to me because the aftermath is just awful. Like if I ate a yogurt, I'd end up in, I'd end up getting admitted into hospital for two weeks and it was just not worth it. So, you know, these foods I couldn't eat, I didn't even crave because it just <laughs> it just wasn't worth eating them so um i didn't feel like i was missing out no like during during um before getting diagnosed or in the process of it um i kind of lived on one kind of food and and, and that was just like chicken breasts and stuff which actually mm. i was i was able to eat that kind of stuff mm. and um i lived on it i couldn't eat anything else i <laughs> i uh, i i literally couldn't and um and and then as soon as I was able to eat other stuff, I was so happy because I could actually eat other stuff other than one item of food or, mm. or something. Um, mm. So that was that 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 was good. I, I guess after being I went on steroids, probably one of the first things I went on um, as well. So it, it it's good when you can start like and a good thing about like you say. So like years down the line, you could try something that really was harmful to you at the start and then mm. you can it can be better and you can try it a little bit later on and it might work out exactly exactly once you're in that good place and you've allowed your body to reduce an in inflammation and you know heal itself you can yeah you can start introduce introducing these food groups back in and not have the same aftermath effects. So it's just uh, it's just a process, and you just have to trust the process. So, and you know, we're always here to support people. I'm sure you'll be the same. So it's um, yeah, if they need help. So yeah, like like, like you said, it's good whatever we do to help someone. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't know what they're doing and they're not getting the support. So it takes people like us that have been there and done it to help them journey. I think that's really important. Yeah, yeah. And it's more important to know knowledge about something rather than like go in and like, like, like get, mis get, get misdiagnosed. People need to know what they're talking about, um, mm. really um and which is why like we have to know a lot about our own condition because if we don't and something might go wrong then another medical professional has said a, a different choice mm. perhaps um, exactly. um but within food do, 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 do you have a favorite kind of food that you like you have or or, or, or you just go with the fly what, what what me personally yeah yeah Oh, I have got a sweet tooth, so 
I like anything sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, I've always had a sweet tooth. Um, so yeah, I'm a sucker for anything sweet. I I'd pick sweet over savory any day. <laughs> but um, I love I love all food. If I'm honest, I don't like. I love fish. I love salmon sea bass things like that really easy to digest foods just so happens mm. um i make a killer curry so yeah just not spicy no, no. <laughs> um but yeah i'm a sucker for a sweet so i'd go bag of big bag of candy king any day <laughs> <laughs> i do I, I do like a good curry <laughs> Curry and sweets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a new combination. <laughs> oh, my God. No. No. I made you dip it into the curry sauce and then... Oh, no. Don't. No. <laughs> yeah. That would be sweet, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would. <laughs> Maybe oh. not blending them together, but, you know. No. Maybe just separate... Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that would work out, would it? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, before we go, Katie, um, is there any, like, any advice maybe you want to give to other people or just any last few things that, that you want to say before we finish? Um, I think we've covered most things, but yeah, you know, if anyone needs any support or help or they want to ask me anything, then are you, I don't know if you are going to include my links, but you, yeah. you're more than welcome to reach out to me um, and I will help you as much as possible, um, support you as much as I can. And um, yeah, just keep strong i know it's really disheartening sometimes it's a really disheartening illness to have um but yeah i just want people to know that there are there are people like us around you to help you and support you and guide you so grab that with both hands and um yeah that's that's all really that's all i i wanted to say that, that's great that's really great hey um but yeah it's Thank great work. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. And it's <laughs> really good work that you're doing with um with with what you do. Because um, um don't I don't see I, I don't see many other people do kind of that, um what what you do. So it's really unique. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. But um yeah, we'll we'll definitely be speaking more about like living out guys in May and skydive late this year, maybe. Yeah. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no, no pressure at all. <laughs> but um, but thank you, Katie. It's been really awesome speaking to you and, and everything. Um, and um, thank you. I hope everyone watching or listening has uh, enjoyed it and take something out of what what uh, today's episode is about. And yeah, it's great. It's been awesome, Katie, and and thank you for for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you.